Cram to Crane. Welcome to the 2023 Confirmation Service. Me and my fellow confirmands are so grateful and thankful to have all of you here. Before we begin, we would appreciate if you would sign the pew pads. Thank you. Please rise and join us in worship through song. Oh, won't you choose it? You can lose it. 
Can all the children please come to the stage? Hello, my name is Louise Calamine. And my name is Eileen Cavalier. Today we're going to talk about gifts and how everyone has unique gifts. For example, my gifts are that I'm outgoing and I'm good at swim. Louise, what are your gifts? My gifts are that I'm kind and I'm good with kids. We are going to read a story about a rainbow fish who didn't want to share his gifts. The Rainbow Fish by Marcus Fitster. A long way out in the deep blue sea, there lived a fish. Not just any ordinary fish, but the most beautiful fish in the entire ocean. His scales were every shade of blue and green and purple, with sparkling silvery, silver scales among them. The other fish were amazed at his beauty. They called, Rainbow Fish, come on, Rainbow Fish. They would all call, come on, play with us. But Rainbow Fish would just glide past, proud and silent, letting his scales shimmer. One day, a little blue fish followed after him. Rainbow Fish, he called, wait for me. Please give me one of your shiny scales. They're all so wonderful, and you have so many. You want me to give you one of my special scales? Who do you think you are? cried the rainbow fish. Get away from me. The shocked, the little blue fish swam away. He was so upset, he told all his friends what had happened. From then on, no one would have anything to do with the rainbow fish. What good were the dazzling, shimmering scales with no one to admire them? Now he was the loneliest fish in the entire ocean. One day, he poured out all his troubles to the starfish. I am so beautiful. Why doesn't anybody like me? I can't answer that for you. You must go beyond the coral reef and find the wise octopus. The rainbow fish found the cave. It was very dark inside, and he couldn't see anything. Then suddenly, two eyes caught him. In, his, in their glare, an octopus emerged. I've been waiting for you, said the octopus in his deep voice. The waves have told me your story. This is my advice. Give a glittering scale to each of the other fish. You will no longer be the most beautiful fish in the ocean, but you will discover happiness. I can't, the rainbow fish started to say, but the octopus had already disappeared into the dark cloud of ink. Give away my scales, my beautiful shining scales? Never. How could I be happy without them? Suddenly, he felt a light touch of a fin. The blue, little blue fish was back. Rainbow fish, please don't be angry. I just want one little scale. The rainbow fish was thinking, it would only be one scale. Maybe I wouldn't miss just one. Carefully, the rainbow fish pulled out the smallest scale and gave it to the little blue fish. Thank you. Thank you very much. The little blue fish bubbled playfully as he tucked the little shiny scale among his blue ones. The bluefish whizzed through the ocean with a shining scale flashing. It, so it didn't take long before Rainbow Fish was surrounded by other fish. Everybody wanted a glittering scale. So the Rainbow Fish shared his scales and left, left and right, and the more he gave away, the more delighted he became. 
Finally, the rainbow fish had only one shining scale left. His most prized possessions had all been given away, yet he was very happy. Come on, rainbow fish, they called. Come and play with us. Here I come, said the rainbow fish, and made and happy as a splash, he swam off to join his friends. Overall, the rainbow fish learned that sharing his gifts helped him to feel delighted and create a bond with his friends that he didn't know could exist. What are some of your guys' gifts? Fast running and really in the sports. Singing. Nice. Those are both really good. Please pray with me. Dear God, help us be grateful for our unique gifts. Sometimes we keep our gifts hidden from others. Please help us build the confidence to share them. The best way for us to show your love is to share our gifts. Amen. Thank you for your participation. Older kids, there's no faith for us today, so you can return to your pew. And preschoolers, you can go to Noah's Ark. Oh. And then... I'm Mary Sandman. So there's a girl at my school. Let's let's call her Nancy. And Nancy is not the nicest person. Nancy will go out of her way to make people feel bad. You either are best friends with her or you're scared of her. I have a class with Nancy. I'm in her digital photography class. And Nancy was picking on a kid who did not have a lot of friends. And I knew that I should have said something about it, but I was way too scared to say something, so I didn't. And because I didn't say something, she did not stop picking on him, and she picked on him for about the next week. After that, she had picked a new target, and she started picking on me. She was being really mean to me, and it was driving me crazy. The next day, I came back to school, and she kept it up, and she was still being mean. So I started yelling at her. I yelled at her, and she left me alone. And at first I thought I was being too mean and that I should not have yelled at her. But if I didn't yell at her, she would have just kept it up and made me feel bad about myself. It was really scary scary standing up for myself, but I'm so glad I did because it impacted me positively, and it also gave others the courage to stand up for themselves as well. Please pray with me. Dear Lord, Doing the right thing is scary. Please give us courage, no matter how scary it might be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Please rise to receive the affirmation. In Jesus Christ, we are reconciled to God who created us. 
And in God's Spirit, we have hope of reconciliation to one another. Friends, believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Let us give our thanks and our praise unto God. be seated. Uh, hello, I'm Luke Hammond, and I'm, I'm going to be reading our first scripture. Uh, our first scripture reading this morning is from the second chapter of the second letter of Paul to Timothy, found on page 200 of the New Testament of your Pew Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 2, passages 8 through 15. Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel. For which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This saying is sure. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over word, which does not good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who is, has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word. Yeah. 
My name is ben, oh. Hi everybody, my name is Ben Hare, and today I'll be reading the second scripture from the sixth chapter of the Gospel according to Matthew, found on page six of the New Testament of the Pew Bible. Matthew chapter six, verses 25 to 33. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It is not more than food, and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds in the air, they neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father needs them. Are you not or more value than they? And can you, can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your lifespan? And why do you worry about clothing, considering the lilies of the field, how they grow? They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even... Solomon, in all his glory, was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of, of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed, your, your Heavenly Father 
And that was that you need all these things, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word. Hello, my name is Louise Calamine, and this is my faith statement. For me, the best way to show God's love is to help others. At school, there's a club called EMM, which stands for Every Monday Matters. This club is about giving back and performing service. For example, we clean up at Bemis Woods, make food for people in need, donate and sort shoes for those who are less fortunate, and help at a nearby animal shelter. In January, the Conferman spent an evening at Feed My Starving Children. We learned a lot about how the food was packaged and helping others. A few weeks ago, I was part of FBCLG Rebuild Chicago team in Blue Island. My favorite thing about Rebuild was seeing the impact it had on the homeowner Jackie and her family. All of these activities ground me because I know what I'm doing. I'm doing what God wants me to do, putting my love of God into action. One of the best things about confirmation is talking as a group and sharing our beliefs and experiences. This has helped me open my mind by seeing things in different ways, as well as developing new friendships. Something else I've really enjoyed along with Sunday nights was the two night weekends at, at two weekend retreats at Stronghold. At Stronghold, I met lots of people, connected with God, and helped plan a worship service. We also sang and heard other people's stories about how and how they do God's work. For me, following God is more than just going to church. It's incorporating God into my life while putting things into perspective. The way I treat people is the way I show God's love. I try to be inclusive and kind and something that makes and sometimes that takes me out of my comfort zone. But I do it anyway because I'm trying to follow the examples of Jesus. One of my favorite songs is There Was Jesus by Zach Williams and Dolly Parton. A lyric from the song that is meaningful to me is, Even when I didn't know it or couldn't see it, there was Jesus. Throughout my journey in life, it is very comforting knowing that Jesus is walking beside me. I am grateful that I have a church community that is welcoming and loving, and I want to become a member and continue to be involved with our church. One night, I was brainstorming ideas for what to write for my faith statement, and I asked myself, what do I believe in? My entire life, I've been surrounded by churches full of kind faces and people who constantly remind me of God's love. But have I ever felt God's presence? It stunned me when I came to the realization that I didn't feel like I had. I couldn't remember one time when I truly felt God was there. I'd gone to church, I'd prayed, I'd done everything my parents and pastors had told me to do. Shouldn't I have felt God's presence by now? So where was the consistent love and comfort I was promised? I started to feel upset about it. It was 11 p.m. at night, and all I could do was rack my brains for memories of any time God had shown up in my life. 
It was keeping me awake. As I restlessly tried to sleep, my cat, Frida, jumped onto my bed. She curled up right next to me and started purring. As soon as she lay down next to me, I felt instant comfort. Frida being there had helped me calm down and fall asleep. Now that I'm looking back at it, I don't think it was just Frida's presence that calmed me down that night. God was there too. I felt God's comforting love through Frida. So maybe I have felt God in the past. I felt God's presence when my mom comforts me after a bad game, when my brother makes me laugh till my stomach hurts, when my sister cheers me up after a rough day, and especially when my dad and I go for car rides and sing along to the same 15 songs we always listen to. I've learned that God works through people every day. I don't know if I've ever felt God directly, but I have felt his love many times. If going out of my way to do something kind for someone else means God is working through me, I'm willing to do so. Feeling God's love through other people makes me feel safe and happy, and I will do my best to make others feel the same. Dear future Luke, as a teenager, I was always hesitant when it came to change. I found comfort in your teen and familiar, oh my God. And the thought of things changing can be unsettling at times. But as I write this letter to you, I hope that you found a way to embrace change and all that it brings. One thing that has always brought me peace is my trust in God. I know that he has a plan for my life and that whatever changes may come in my way, I can rely on him to guide me through them. I hope that as you read this, you have found some solace in your faith. I know that life can be uncertain and that change can be scary. I also know that sometimes change can lead to good things. Maybe you had a change that brought you happiness, or maybe a change that first seemed horrible but ended up being positive in a way you did not expect. I hope that you have found the courage to trust in God's plan and accept the changes that come your way. As you look back on your life, I hope that you see how much you have grown and how far you've come. I hope that you continue to trust in God's plan, knowing that he will always be there to guide you through the ups and downs of life. Sincerely, 14-year-old Luke Hammond. Luke, yeah.
everybody. My name is Ben, and today I'll be leading the prayer. Would anybody like to share a joy or concern? You can just raise your hand, and I'll bring you the microphone. Um, I think it's such a joy these last couple of weeks as you see the college kids come home and filter in with their families to uh, worship with our church family. I think it's truly a joy to see them. Thanks for sharing. Anyone else? Well, there's so much love here, and we're just grateful for all of you. So thank you for this great program and the volunteers, and you guys put all this time in. It's so amazing. Thank you. Um, I have a friend whose uh, cat, unfortunately, got out of their house over the weekend. So um, they are looking for him, um, and just their family is hurting as they, they grieve you know, their lost pet. So keep them in their prayers. Um, my friend's grandfather uh, just got put into hospice. He has cancer, and his body stopped responding to the chemo. So just prayers for her family to um, get through this tough time. I mean, a joy for these confirmands. How about these young people? And the courage and the faith to stand up there is challenging, but to read your faith statement, I can't even imagine having that kind of courage. So I'm just so touched by all of you and all you've given to the process and, of course, to John Hall, who leads us every year. And... Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy day be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us those who sin against us. Temptation, deliver us from evil. Thanksgiving that we broaden our table of members together. Did my mic die? It is with joy and thanksgiving that we broaden our table of members. Friends, we are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after igniting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light so shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to God. For one of our confirmands, confirmation is not an affirmation of their baptismal vows, but a declaration of their decision to follow Christ and to receive the sacrament of baptism upon their confession of faith. I, I present 
Luke DeMars Hammond for the sacrament of baptism. Luke, you may have noticed, has not only participated in the service uh, and uh, offered his faith statement as part of our sermon time today, but he also uh, was a drummer in the praise team at the beginning of the service. Um, so, Luke, you're, you're in pretty deep here. <laughs> we celebrate the sacrament of baptism for Luke. For many, it was a vow that was taken for them in their infancy, and the congregation pledged that we would nurture and support the parents and by example and word and kindness allow them to come to confirm their faith, to confirm the pledge that was made for them on their behalf when they were baptized. For some, that baptism did not happen in infancy, and so later in life they choose it for themselves. And so Luke's confirmation is his declaration of his faith in Christ as we celebrate together the congregation, the sacrament of baptism. Dan, could you do the extra heavy lifting here? Let us pray. Eternal God, separate this water from a common to a holy use. May it not only wash and refresh, but may it be a sign and seal of the faith that is expressed this day. Amen. Luke, I'm going to ask you the baptismal questions. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior and Lord and trust in his grace and love? If so, say, I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? If so, say, I will with God's help. What is your name? Luke, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and dwell in your heart forever. To Dan and to the congregation, do we promise through prayer and example to support and encourage Luke to be a faithful Christian? If so, say, we do. We do. All right, could I please have the other confirmands and mentors forward, please? I present Louise Caitlin Calamine to the session of the, this congregation to make public their profession of faith, confirming the covenant into which they were baptized. I present Mary Elizabeth Sandman to the session of this congregation to make public their profession of faith, confirming the covenant into which they were baptized. I present Luke DeMars Hammond to the session of this congregation to make public their profession of faith confirming the covenant into which they were baptized. I present Eileen Kimberly Cavalier to the session of this congregation to make public their profession of faith, confirming the covenant into which they were baptized. I present Cameron Peter DeCrane to the session of this congregation to make public their profession of faith, confirming the covenant into which they were baptized. I present William Benjamin Hare to the session of this congregation to make public their profession of faith, confirming the covenant into which they were baptized. Through baptism, we enter into a covenant, a promise that God has established, a covenant that God gives us new life, that we are guarded from evil and nurtured by the love of God and God's people. In embracing that covenant, we choose whom we will serve by turning from evil 
and turning to Christ. Compromands, I ask you therefore to reject sin and profess your faith in Christ Jesus and to confess the faith of the church, the faith into which you are baptized. Trusting in the gracious mercy of God, do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce all evil and powers in the world which defy God's righteousness and love? If so, say, I do. Do you renounce the ways of sin and separate you from the love of God? If so, say, I do. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior? If so, say, I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love to life ends? If so, say, I will with God's help. Faithful God, in baptism you claimed us. And by your spirit you are at work in our lives, empowering us to live a life worthy of our calling. We thank you for leading Eileen, Cameron, Luke, Ben, Louise, and Mary to this time and place of reaffirming the covenant you made with them in their baptism. Establish them in your truth. Guide them by your spirit that together with all your people they may grow in faith, hope, and love and be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be everlasting honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Please stand and join the confirmation class of 2023 in affirming the faith we share in response to the following questions. Since the year 180, 180 AD, Christians have... used a form of what we now call the Apostles' Creed to affirm what they believed as they entered the fellowship of the church. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, God the Holy Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and died in the Lord. He descended into death. On the third day, he rose again. He descended into heaven. He is seated on the right hand of God the Father. He will never come to judge the living and dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body the life everlasting. On this occasion, some of our confirmed young people are also expressing their desire to be members of the First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange. Eileen, Cameron, Luke, Louise, and Mary, will you be faithful members of this congregation, sharing in its worship and ministry through your prayers and gifts, your study and service, and so fulfill your calling to be disciples of Jesus Christ? If so, say, I will with God's help. To the congregation, will we, the members of First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange, pledge our faithful support of these, our new members, will we receive their gracious gifts and encourage their growth in the community of faith? If so, say, we will. We will. Please join me in the congregational welcome.
we're going to read this together now, okay? Sorry about that. <laughs> Eileen, Cameron, Luke, Louise, and Mary, with joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you into the congregation as we are all together in service, worship, and ministry. Amen. Let us also offer our thanksgiving to the mentors who have assisted the students in the writing of their statements of faith, to the year-long sponsors under the direction of John Hall. Uh, if you have worked with confirmation this past 22-23 year, hold your hand way up high and with pride. There we go. That there, there we go. I'm seeing hands go up. They're all around you. Thank you for your service and for helping this congregation fulfill its baptismal vows to these, our newest members and confirmed Christians. Uproarious applause, let the minute show. You may be seated. And now for a commercial word for the church. You know, all of this, of course, requires resources. It requires people who've decided to give a gift of time, Sunday afternoons and evenings, retreat, uh, uh, chaperones, time to be able to help kids learn to articulate the journey of their faith. It involves a gift of heart for people who say, I don't get along with kids, but I can help make food. <laughs> or, I'm not sure I can make a full commitment, but I can help drive to a retreat or to a field trip or to a mission project. If you consider all of the ways in which we as a congregation take our baptismal vow to demonstrate love and show forth the gospel to these young ones who then will replace us at some point in passing that same promise forward, in many ways it feels almost crass to pass the offering plates and ask you for money. But we're not above that. Generous offerings have made this place possible, and we are more fortunate than many congregations because those who came before us decided to pay all of the debts that they created. And so we have the legacy from them, not only without encumbrance, but also with a little extra in the hope that we would use it well and pass it forward in generations yet to come. And so if you have been blessed and you realize that you want to share in that continuity of the communion of saints, we ask you to take this opportunity to give generously. If you are not so financially blessed, we ask you still to give generously of whatever excess wells up within your life and your heart. If it is joy, give joy. If it is kindness, give kindness. If it is hope, be hopeful. If it is grace, be gracious. There is no one here who has not been given a gift to share. 
For God has given us all the privilege to recreate by what we give to one another in Christ's name. Ushers. God of plenty, bless these gifts and the ones who gave. May our circle of giving and receiving draw us close with each gift cherished and each need met. Amen.
quick thank you to all of the parents and family members and um, a special thank you, of course, to our um, eighth graders. It's been a tradition of uh, the confirmation community to finish each meeting with the Lord's Prayer. So we're going to have our mentors and our confirmants come up and we'll do a quick Lord's Prayer and then Cam will do our benediction. Feel free to join us in the Lord's Prayer. baptize babies, we promise to assist their parents in leading their child in the way of Christ until they have grown to confirm their faith for themselves. Today, your promise has been kept as we, the confirmands of this church, confess our own faith in Christ. With gratitude, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit continue to confirm our faith. Amen. <laughs>